You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast, where we celebrate vulnerability and shameless living. No topic is off limits when you're chatting with your besties. Let's own our worth and walk empowered towards truth together. Hey, y'all. We're uh, coming at you today with a little quickie episode mm-hmm. on some topics that um, you know, we're all dealing with, so... <laughs> Can't really escape this this one today. And we don't know exactly when this is going to air, so we normally start with the episode number, but we're... We have no idea what number of episode this is going to be, and we don't know our happies and crappies at this very instant, because this is recorded pre-Chelsea giving birth. Yes. We're actually like being very proactive, and I'm really proud of us. We've never done this. We've been recording multiple episodes per week, so that we have this backlog so we can both have the time off and Catherine will get the time off too when I'm off. I like totally didn't even think about that, but yeah, I will. Yeah. That's cool. You'll get, you'll get a couple hours. I'll get my maternity leave. A week back. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. Well today we're just going to talk about life not going according to plan, which I feel like we can all relate to in the year of 2020. Yeah, and just the fact that we're now at the end of July as we're recording this. Mm-hmm. And when I thought about like using this topic today, I just was like, holy moly, where did this year even go? We're already almost eight months in. I know. And I just was reflecting on how much has happened, how how much of a roller coaster it's been, all the things we've been through, all the things we've learned how all of the expectations of 2020 were literally just thrown out the window chucked out the window (laughs) and and driven over multiple times (laughs) yeah exactly um and obviously that's the case for our whole world right now yeah i think it is really like interesting that this is something or just 2020 not going as planned no matter what it looks like personally for each person everyone literally everyone can share that right now yeah um, Which and is that, kind of cool in a way. Cool and also like really sad. And it really sucks <laughs> too. So, um, okay. Well, I mean, obviously, there's the virus, mm-hmm. and not even just the virus shutting down the world, but like the extended extendedness. I don't know that that's a word of that. Like, mm-hmm. it'll just be like two weeks of a quarantine, which turned into like. A month of shelter in place, which turned into another month of phase one, which turned mm-hmm. into another month of phase one and a half, which went backward. You know, so mm-hmm. it's like, I remember when this all started, specifically a few like brides and soul were like, mm-hmm. I'm not really worried. Like my wedding's in July. I'll be fine. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, here we are at the end of July and like, we're still pretty much. Yeah. At risk. At risk and quarantine. So that's like. Obviously, one thing that didn't go according to anyone's plans. Yeah, I know. I I did shoot a, a wedding this month, which was like a real. Uh, not I don't want to say real versus not real because all weddings are real, but you know it was like, like a, a full ceremony, a full ceremony and reception, um, <clears throat> which was great. But it was definitely it was definitely weird, you know, being in a church and like everyone wearing masks. It just I don't know. Felt like I was in a movie or something. It's um, also weird that like, okay, stick with me with this one. It's <laughs> weird that in the beginning we were like so shooketh by staying at home 
and like our lives being flipped upside down with routines. Yeah. And now it's almost like we became so conditioned to that that I'm like shooketh whenever I'm in a public place now because I feel like mm-hmm. wrong. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, yeah. oh, that's so crazy that we can be conditioned like that in our minds and our environments to where yeah. like just a few months ago this <clears throat> seemed absurd and now this seems absurd. So Well and I also think from like a psychological standpoint, it almost felt harder when we were not allowed to. Mm-hmm. Like so when we were being told you have to shelter in place, like government you, is right. mandating it. Not that I was one of those like oh, we're ta- all our rights are being taken away, whatever. Which, you know, that's a whole nother rabbit hole I'm not going to get down. Like, <laughs> I, I understand people's need to, like, feed their families and stuff. Right. But um, I think inherently, like, when we were being told you cannot go anywhere, things are locked down, you cannot open your businesses, it almost made it harder to stay at home than it is now. Now it's a choice, but it's our choice. Mm-hmm. And it's like... Not only are we conditioned to it, but it just, it feels more, I don't know. It feels more free now. Right. Because we could potentially be out if we wanted to. Right. You know what I mean? It's weird. It's been. It's really weird. And this is just like a total side note. I don't know why it made me think of this, but I was just thinking of masks. And mm-hmm. um, I'm like at the point where I'm like. You should just wear a mask because why not? Why not? Like, yeah. what's the harm in in not or in wearing a mask? There's more harm in not, right. even if you don't believe that it's like what working, you sh- yeah, working or whatever. Like, yeah. But anyways, I, there was we went on a hike this past weekend, and by the time you hear this, this will been like a month ago. But in Boone, and there was this guy wearing a mask on the trail, which like totally your prerogative. I'm I can't breathe and hike at the same time. Right. But I, like, totally made the dodo bird mistake because, you know, I'm thinking it's, like, in 2019 or something. And we get to the top of this, like, mountain where there's, like, a really nice view. And I ask this man if he'll take a photo of our family. <laughs> the man wearing a mask. The man wearing a mask. Oh like, I'm a such a dummy. And he was, like, I said, would you mind taking a photo of us? And, like, the way he responded was so just, like, Ugh. He was, like, <laughs> yeah, I would mind. Said it like that. And I was, like, oh, Okay. And, like, I just forgot in the moment of, like, we're in a global pandemic. I probably shouldn't ask someone to touch my phone. Right. And he said, I just don't want to touch your phone. And I was like, it's cool. Like, just, like. Yeah. I wanted to be like, just the way you said it, bro. You could have been, like. Just a little bit nicer. Hey, normally I totally would. But, like, you know, global pandemic, lol, or something. But, anyways, I asked the guy, another guy that was, like, right right behind him. And he was, like laughing he was like don't do it it was so funny he was like i mean you don't have to stand i don't know it was it's just i don't know what the what the protocol is for life anymore for like human interaction it got real weird real quick i mean like people dodging people in public and like just like what we live in such a weird time right now and when is it ever When's it going to end? Going to return to... Quote, unquote, normal. I refuse to say this is our new normal. I'm sorry, because it's not normal. Like... No. Yes, things are going to be different for a while, but this is not going to be forever. I agree. Because with anything else, we will adapt and adjust, and hopefully a vaccine will come out at some point that people feel safely 
about getting right I don't honestly right away I'm gonna be like "Mm, no (laughs) sorry I'm not gonna be a dummy a test dummy for this yeah um but I I also wouldn't blame people if they did do it you know to have that safety I guess but yeah I it's been um outside of the virus how has 2020 (laughs) not gone according to your plan (laughs) Um, well, it's, I feel like none of it is really outside of the virus because it's all been virus related, uh, a trickle down effect of, yeah, mm-hmm. what has happened. Um, so to say, to kind of sum it up, I mean, we obviously were not expecting to get pregnant and when we did, it was like the greatest surprise and best thing to ever happen. And we had all these plans and dreams and things to be excited about when 2020 hit and like you know being newlyweds and buying a house and expecting a baby and then it turned into buying a house right like literally we closed right when things shut down and having to do all that on our own and then be like stuck in that said home for however many months and Mm -hmm. Jordan being so overwhelmed with work every single day and working like crazy, crazy hours into the night um, to my entire business being uprooted pretty much. And, you know, obviously half of my weddings got moved. I have 15 weddings already for next year and like eight of them are from 2020. So that's taking up half of my business the next year too. Where Ordinarily, I only take about 20 weddings a year. Right. And I wanted to take less next year because I'm having this baby. But now I can't because all of my income is moved. Yeah. And now I'm probably going to have to take on even more, which is fine. I will do it. But just looking at all that, all those like expectations versus, you know, what's actually come out of it, it's been like just really a revelation to say yeah. the least. Um, and then. Among all that, Jordan ended up losing his job, which I haven't said on the podcast yet, but I did talk about it on Instagram, so people kind of know. And that was what I was referring to weeks ago about the crappy that I wasn't really ready to talk about, just because... It's not your story to tell. Yeah, it was a lot to process, and Jordan needed time to process it, and we didn't really, like, talk about, like, oh, well, what are we going to tell people? It was just kind of, like, eventually it's our story so yeah. I was like I kind of mentioned it in passing and and then everyone was like oh my gosh I'm so sorry you know we had no idea I'm like well of course you know you're not gonna have an idea yeah. like I didn't say anything yeah <laughs> so um that happened and it was a it was like I, I felt like we were living in this like twilight zone like how is this real life you know we were just staring at each other thinking oh my gosh we just bought this house there's not a ton of like big jobs in Wilmington. Mm-hmm. We are at the time two months away from having a baby. My business is like totally turned upside down. Now what? Mm-hmm. Um, so that, you know, really threw a wrench in things. And then up until recently, I was kind of like your brides were saying back in the spring, like, oh, my wedding's not till July. I'll, we'll be fine by then. I'm not going to worry about it. I felt the same way about 
when the baby's coming. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, surely by August, like... Yeah, like, we'll be good. Restrictions will be lifted. We're not going to have to worry about this. And the closer we get to it, the harder it's been. Because, yeah. um, you know, I'm not necessarily afraid of, like, COVID itself. Like, I know it's very serious and very real, but... I'm more afraid of the ramifications of it, like me being separated from my baby or Mm -hmm. Jordan not being allowed to come in or the baby getting sick or like we're trying to, you know, our parents are like, well, when can we come? And I'm like, I literally have no clue. Yeah. I I don't know what to tell you. Like I, I, and they'll have to quarantine for mm -hmm. like 10 days or whatever. And we'll need help. Like we need someone to take Wrigley while we're in the hospital, but like, I'm not going to take Wrigley. Yeah. Well, yeah, we can. There would be in heaven. Stuff, but it's like, you know, how can we safely and logistically do all these things and um, have any any sort of game plan? Whereas, I re- we as it is are going through this whole like new experience as first time parents, not knowing what to expect, and then throwing in all these other, <laughs> um, you know, crazy rules and regulations and like safety protocols. Just add a whole new level of stress Yeah, that we don't know how to prep for it. And um, we're trying to come up with a game plan. You know, my parents want to, like, be able to come help us if we need it right away. But am I going to go into labor at 38 weeks? Am I going to go... Yeah, like, you don't know when it's coming. At 40 weeks? Like, I'm not going to make them quarantine and not go to work for a whole month if right. I don't go till 40 weeks. You know what I mean? So it's it's just been crazy I'm just like it's like almost too overwhelming for me to even think about and deal with so I'm just like just don't think about it for (laughs) now kind of ignoring it yeah Um, ignorance is bliss and just doing what we can and we'll figure it out as it Mm -hmm. as it approaches have you talked to any moms like or new moms that have just given birth like in the in the quarantine pandemic um, to see like what their experience was with yeah not only giving birth but also like those things you're talking about, like, after with family being able to see and how they... Honestly, I, I don't really have anyone that I'm, like, close with. I've, like, talked to a couple people that have given birth, but um, it was, like, much earlier in the season. Of yeah. That, so they probably just were on full-on lockdown. Yeah. And it's, like, I of course, it's it sucks because we're going to go into back into our own quarantine before he gets here so that... Obviously, God forbid, like, neither of us get sick before going to the hospital. Um, but then we're basically going to have to quarantine after, too. Yeah. Because, like, I don't want the baby to get sick. So right. we're going to just be isolated for who knows. Like, I don't know when it's going to be safe or when I'm going to feel comfortable having people come over and meet him. Yeah. And that's going to be really mentally hard. And, like, they'll masks, and it's just, like, a whole thing. Yeah, like, will they, will we be cool with people holding him? Or, like, I, I want, it just sucks that it just takes away. I'm, like, trying to just be grateful and focus on having a healthy baby and, and I don't know. But then it's, like, well, this is our first time doing this, and now all the things that we were going to be excited about are just not going to happen. hmm yeah, it's friends. Hard. It's friends aren't gonna get to meet him till he's, I don't know, how a few months old. Like I have no clue. Yeah. And I want to be like cool with just saying, you know what? Like we'll just be as careful as we can and see what happens. But I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know how we're gonna feel. I don't know what kind of a 
you know, protective mom, mom I'm going to be. never been a mom before. Yeah, and it's like he's, you know, safe and sound in, inside of me for the last nine months. I feel like once he's here, I'm just going to be, like, a completely different yeah, person. Motherhood changes <laughs> you. That's what I hear. So... Yeah, it's been a lot, and I, I don't think I really even allowed myself to feel that or, yeah. like, recognize that for a long time because I was trying to be hopeful and positive and, like, you know, everyone's like, don't be too stressed because the baby can feel that, and then I've had other people that are like, girl, if you need to feel the things, feel the things. Yeah, like, you, feel your it. Your baby's it fine, <laughs> whether you're stressed or not. Um but I feel like a lot of people can probably relate to that. Like you're, we're all just kind of in this together and you feel like you don't want to have these like, woe is me moments because there's other people that have had friends and family die of the disease Mm -hmm. or been through like way worse hardships and grief and whatever. But I think we're all also, um, what's the word? Just like allowed to feel what we're feeling what we're feeling and, yeah and grieve that and grieve the disappointment if your wedding had to get rescheduled or something you were really looking forward to can no longer happen or if you're now stuck in a situation you never thought you were going to be in or yeah whatever it might be I think just because the whole world is struggling doesn't mean that you, you have to stay strong for it yeah yeah you can be broken too yeah it's been um it's been a lot, but there's been a lot of lessons in it and um, a lot of, like, silver linings, too, that we can talk about when we talk about, like, our lessons learned. But do you want to talk about how this year has been for you? Yeah, I mean, very similar, a lot a lot of similar things besides, like, the whole pregnant, pregnant about to have a baby thing, but... Um, we bought a house, and then right when we bought the house, like three weeks later, went into a shutdown. Um, and with buying a house came like me starting my full time business, and so mm-hmm. that was a little scary because I'm like, oh great, I finally took the leap, and then the world shut down. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I mean, thankfully, I feel like super um, lucky with with. I guess the effects of COVID on my business, it wasn't as um, intense as I had expected it to be. And so I'm thankful for that. But, you know, there's the everyday, like, "Ah, I don't know what tomorrow's going to hold kind of thing. Yeah. I will say, like... Well, I'm sure for both of you, too, because your husband is also a business business owner. owner. Yeah. So. Excuse me. I just burped. (laughs) I had a Zevia. Sorry. Um, Yeah. So, and, like... I will say, like, a lot of the things that have happened outside of the virus itself, but, like, with quarantine, have actually brought Michael and I, like, closer together, and we've actually really enjoyed being home more, and mm-hmm. um, I know that's not the case for everyone. Like, one thing we obviously miss is seeing our family, because they're all in Texas, but, um, yeah, I, I will say, like, given the circumstances of the world, like, we felt pretty safe and content still, um, I guess the the biggest thing for me and us is our miscarriage. And, you know, you kind of hear horror stories of, 
infertility or miscarriage and you just think like, oh, that's really like so sad for that person, but you just never expect it to happen to you. Mm-hmm. And you have a picture also of like what your first pregnancy experience is going to be or your first baby and, and, um, it just didn't happen for us. So, um, that's something I'm probably going to cry. That's something that I've just been struggling with is like, um, like I know I'll be a mom, but like, when is that? And, um, you know, you can plan for these things according to your plan. Like our plan was, you know, we get off birth control in November within three months we get pregnant and we did, but you don't see the, you don't expect the the worst case scenario. So, um, I think that we've been stretched relationally with that and spiritually I've been stretched with that, um, of just like, why do we pray if God doesn't give us what we want? (laughs) And, and, you know, that wrestling of like, I don't really, I don't really, um, want this to be the way that my faith is increased, you know, like, is there another option Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) instead of like, I have to wrestle through like losing a child or, and I know like, kind of like what you were saying, like there's so much worse experiences out there, you know, like I've had friends who've lost baby at babies at birth and like, gosh, can't imagine that, but Mm -hmm. you only know what you know and what you've been through. And so and your loss is still yeah, yours. it's still mine. And um, I guess my fear is just like moving forward. What's the road gonna look like with having children? And is it gonna be this like sad um, and fearful for the next couple of years, or is it? I don't know. Uh, so twenty twenty, I've read something that my friend posted recently of like, there's a lot going on obviously in the world with like a modern civil rights movement and a global pandemic, but we can't forget like the little things that are happening in our own hearts and Mm. our own homes. Like life still happens even when there's a shutdown. So I guess I'm learning like, and I think I've been learning this my entire 31 years of life, but it just slaps you in the face in different ways that just like your plans aren't solidified (laughs) and God's plans are so much different and following him doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be like this easy rainbow and butterfly road, but it will be like worth it to have hope in something when these like tragedies happen, you know, like I can't imagine not having faith right now, even mm. if it's like very dimmed in my eyes with what we're going through. And so I guess I'm, that's what I, like. I've learned a lot, too much, like things I don't really want to learn, but I'm also learning that, like, I can't really, and I'm a planner, I can't really plan too far ahead for, like, the next step. God's just going to do what he's going to do. Yeah. And honestly, I hate that. (laughs) Like, if I'm being honest, it's, like, really not fun. And I, um, yeah, I just... I hate it, so. Yeah, and I hate it for you, and it, you know, if this year has 
had like anything in common with with like you know bigger picture versus all the little um like you said like heart changes and struggles that are, are going on in each person's home it's that we literally have no control over yeah. anything in our Nothing. lives yeah and, i mean from job security to plans about our future to mm-hmm. planning in our business and the state of the world <laughs> we literally have no say yeah and so i think that's been the hardest but like biggest underlying mm-hmm. um lesson of the year is just like learning to surrender and and accept the things that we literally have no control over no control over no matter how hard we try to grip it and mm-hmm. and like hindsight's 2020 20, right like i look back on moments in my life that i was really mad at God because it didn't go according to my plan. And now I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. that's why. And I can see it now, you know, like a breakup where you thought you were going to marry that person. And then you're like, oh, thank God. You know, I'm with this person or, you know. doesn't make it any less It doesn't make it any less hard. Yeah. And it's funny. You forget. You start to forget those stories when you're in the Mm -hmm. (laughs) unplanned moments because you're like, no, this is like totally different. And it is. Like, this is. Right. For sure, the hardest thing I've ever had to go through, but it's there is a reason for it, and I just don't know it yet. And yeah. I think that's the annoying part is like I can't see the purpose in it yet, and that's like frustrating mm-hmm. for someone who likes to be in control. It is, but what's hopeful is that I mean, even even talking about this year and thinking like, oh my gosh, we're already at almost August, mm-hmm. and I mean. Where has the time gone to think like, okay, you know, yes, we went through a lot of crap as, you know, individuals and as a community and the world in the last eight months. Um, but it went by so, it, it like, it went by so fast. And not that I want to rush life. time and like life and all the, and all the beautiful in-between moments that are going to happen between now and whenever we, we figure out what's on the other end of this. Yeah. It's also hopeful to think about like, okay, we're sitting here in August reflecting on the last however, however many months, what, five months that we've been quarantine. doing quarantine yeah. now? Not quarantined, but Whatever going through this because technically we're not quarantined anymore. <laughs> um, but that, you know, just as, as we've seen these months unfold, like, we're eventually going to see the beauty in it and the yeah. purpose behind and it'll be it, quick, you know. And it'll be quicker than we think. Yeah, and then we're going to look back on this in another tired. eight months and think, wow, you know, look what we endured and look how, look what came of this. And you're yeah. right, it's it's a lot harder when you don't know what is on the other side or what the purpose is to feel these things and these struggles. But I feel like I'm already feeling more... As, as scary and um, sad and stressful as a lot of these months have been, I've definitely started to already see some of the beauty and, like, reasoning for a lot of it. Um, right. Like, personally, I – we thought, like, Jordan was really, really stressed for those months of working from home, and I was starting to really get fearful, like, you know – we're going to go from 
being really, really stressed out, both of us and our businesses in different ways. Like he was being overworked. I was being like, uh, I can't work. Yeah. <laughs> Opposite problems there. We were like hardly getting to spend any time together. He was feeling all this pressure to provide as a new father and as a husband, and you know, having just bought a house. And that was like his biggest fear was like, I need to perform and like not lose my job. Not that we even ever remotely thought it was going to be on the line. Um, and then I was like, I really want us to be at the greatest place we've ever been before we step into this new role. Not that we were like arguing or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It was just like, there. it just felt like there was so much space between us because we were both battling different yeah. big stressors in our lives. And I was fearful that we were going to go straight from that to a whole nother level of stress with a baby that um, it just was going to blow up and, yeah. <laughs> and not yeah. be the experience that I hoped for. And over the last month, I mean, I feel like our relationship is the best it's ever been. Like, we've grown so much. And, I mean, we haven't even had to have, like, crazy in-depth conversations. It's just we've had more time to, yeah, like, to spend together spend together and hear each other's hearts and talk about birth and, you know, struggles in our past and, like... I don't know. And now, like, he's able to come with me to shoots now and, and help me. And, like, yeah. like, just be able to, you know, like, I went and shot a wedding last weekend. And he, I came home and he had set up the entire pack and play. And is, like, doing all this research on what vaccines he needs to get as a dad. And Aww. just, um, it's really turned into a really sweet season for us. Is like, scary as it is to think, okay, yes. He's going to need to find a job at some point, which he is looking. It's also exactly what we needed for right now in this season to step into the next one. Um, And I feel like over the last week or so, I've like really felt that and noticed it and been like, you know what? That sucked. And that was really scary and like a huge shocker and unexpected for us. And I think it took a, a toll on him and... Um, and it was like a why type of mm-hmm. moment. I mean, we moved here for that job. So. Yeah. Um, but now in retrospect, I'm like, you know what? Obviously, God had a bigger plan in all this because this is exactly what we needed right now for whatever comes next. Yeah. Um, so that has me feeling much more hopeful as like a whole because... We've, I mean, most of us this year have seen nothing but, like, disappointment after right. disappointment. And when you start to see those little, you know, snippets of glimmers hope. of light, like, shining through the cracks, it's mm-hmm. like, oh. Yeah, okay. for yeah. sure. I'll say that even though I haven't really seen the glimmer yet, I do know and believe and have experienced that God meets you right where you're at and gives mm-hmm. you exactly what you need for that moment so I have experienced that of like he just gets me through the day sometimes and that's exactly what I need or he Mm -hmm. provides like a conversation or um time with my husband or sleep when I normally wouldn't have sleep or you know Mm -hmm. some sort of cancellation in my schedule um and I think that's one thing I'm learning is like to lean into lean into like his comfort in the day-to-day instead of like 
just in the grand scheme of things, like really, like we really need him daily and, um, to wrestle with him instead of like push him away. I think that's like, if I could sum up 2020, that's what I've learned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's huge. Yeah. I completely agree. Well, I'm hopeful. Yeah. Me too. It was kind of a depressing episode. <laughs> but, uh, hey, so, but that's kind of 2020. <laughs> I know. But I do think it's good to like, I mean, even just to have this conversation, to be able to look back on next year and be like, wow, we made it. Yeah, we did you it. Know? <laughs> like We're resilient. It's listening back to some of these episodes. It does feel like a, a spoken journal of it does our lives it last. is pretty cool that we have that yeah like we can look back on our happies and crappies yeah. every week for the last two years seriously and to be able to have this documented and like hear our voices and our, our struggles and, and yeah yeah all the things i think it's it's a pretty cool Platform. It's like a Zanga of the future, you know. Yeah. Remember Zanga? Yeah. Where you like online journals? <laughs> yeah. I found my Zanga. Actually, I did not find my Zanga when I was like 24. I was in this community group at my church in Dallas, and this guy in my community group, you told this story, found yeah. my Zanga and printed out all my journal entries that and brought so them strong. to community group. Granted, it was a really close group of friends, so it was, like, a good laugh. But I was like, oh, my gosh, the things I wrote about were so oh. high school. Like, I have a crush on this boy. I don't know if he likes me back. I was so stupid. I wish I could find mine. I think after that moment, I deleted it. Is like, it still in existence? I don't even think that Zang is a website anymore. No. But it was still able to be looked up, just like my MySpace is still out there, and I don't know the login or how to get into that. I've got, You know... That was a big disappointment for me. Last time I logged into MySpace, I thought for sure, like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get to see, like... Your top eight. My top eight <laughs> and, like, all these, like, you know, the pictures that were on there and the comments. But it was, like, everything kind of got wiped. And it yeah. was just maybe, like, my profile picture. And I was, like, I wanted to read all the comments on my wall. and like, Oh, yeah. Those are the best. <sighs> you know, now I'm curious. I'm going to go back. My on profile picture in, on MySpace, I think, was me kissing a ketchup bottle at Chili's. Like... Riveting stuff. I was like, it's no wonder why I ended up becoming a photographer. But like, I was super into taking like MySpace photos and like editing them really cool. I remember there was like selective color and like mm-hmm. all the crazy edits and stuff. And you could go on to like graphics sites and yeah. like, find your own photos to put in your page. Wow, you were really ahead of your time. Well, yeah, I was like so into that. And now looking back, I'm like, yeah, of course I became a creative. Mm-hmm. Like, duh. Um, but I just remember I had this one photo that I thought was so cool. It was like back when you could be like, quote unquote, seen. It's kind of like emo, but you weren't like. Seen? It was called like being seen, like S-C-C-E-N-E. Where people would have like the swoopy hair across their face. Oh, yeah. Like, like wearing like the checkered belt. I didn't know stuff. that's what it was called. Yeah. But it was just like emo. Emo was a little darker than scene. Oh, uh, it was like in between. We'll look it up after. Yeah. Um, I never, I think that I was never, past my like, time. I never was that way. I was more like still wearing Abercrombie and everything. <laughs> but some of the photos that we would take were a little more like on that. That's funny. Spectrum. I'm going to have to Google that. Anyway, my friend took this picture of me on a swing. like, And I was like holding onto the chains with each hand. And it was kind of like an aerial shot of me like 
you know, pulling my hair back in the wind, swinging. Mm, beautiful. And I edited it pretty cool. And I found my picture on like other people's MySpace page because they used it as like a. Whoa, you're MySpace famous. A graphic on their page. And I remember being like, why does this random girl have a picture of me on her on her MySpace? But Whoa. she found it somewhere and like. I wonder if any of our listeners are listening because they found you on MySpace one day. And they're like, I want to look this girl up. She has a podcast? <laughs> Highly, highly doubtful. <laughs> You're a MySpace celebrity. Um, yeah. A My Celebrity. Good times. Now I'm going to have to go look up all this stuff after. I'm going to see if my Zanga still exists and my <laughs> MySpace page. Um, all right. Anyway. Well, this has been a really good catch up of 2020. Yeah. Sorry if we depressed you, but you know you know you're not alone now Yeah. if you're feeling the same thing. Flashbacks to 2003 and four. Thanks for tuning into our scene. <laughs> material (laughs) all right we love you guys love you we'll talk to you next week Bye. bye